Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts, Melanin Edition. Thank you for tuning in. Today is a special episode. I'm so happy to have my cousin Mimi Fox on. We are talking about the great Annie Neal Thomas, my grandmother, our grandmother, her mom as well. And it is the anniversary. 23 years ago today, she left and went on to now be... What do you want to say? You know, people say be with the Lord and all that shit. She's still here with me, you know, but she left the earth in her her body. But she is still present every day. I still think of her. It still feels like we just lost her yesterday, which lets you know how much of an impact she had on our lives. So today's episode is dedicated to her, to her legacy, just to have a great conversation and just laugh and kiki about some of our favorite memories and moments of being around um, Annie. And so I brought my cousin on because, you know, it's important to have family on to have these conversations. So what's up, Mimi? Um, Nothing much. Just here to support and talk about mama. <laughs> just, y'all, this is her first time on the podcast. So just bear with her because she is struggling <laughs> over there. But that's okay. It is okay. We are good. So, Mimi, how does... Um, Let's just talk, talk about us, you know, for a second. So we are first cousins. Our parents are brother and sister. My mother, her father, their brother and sister. My mother is older um, and her father is younger. Um, and yeah, we were practically raised t- together all the way up until Mimi left. I think we, until you were like 18. I think mm-hmm. you left. Eight. Yeah, she left when she was 18, went to the military um, but we were literally raised together all the way up until that time. Um, Mimi is older than me, but we were always, people thought we were brother and sister um, when, we, yeah. when we were younger. People always thought we were brother and sister. They thought that they thought that I was your daddy's daughter. Like when they saw really? your mama. Yes. When they saw your mama and your daddy together. Because let me tell you something. Kadero daddy looked like... Um, he looked like the light-skinned dude from Fat Boys. I don't know if y'all know <laughs> Fat Boys, but like the B-boxing group, it was three dudes from New York, and they used to, you know, do... <laughs> they used to do all that stuff back in the 80s, and Kadero Daddy looked just like the, the light-skinned one. And let me see, if you didn't know who he was, he looked like Heavy D, too. He looked better mm-hmm. than Heavy D, but he put you in the mind of Heavy D. You know, light-skinned niggas was in back in the 80s, so. Kadero mm-hmm. mama had her one. But every time we would go somewhere, they would think that I was their daughter instead of me actually being my daddy's daughter. Mm-hmm. Because your daddy, chocolate, and, and it's, it's chocolate as they come, and you, and you yellow. <laughs> So, you know, that's why that, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's funny. And then we were always, gr- Granny always put us in the same clothes, yep. always, ha- always had us matching something. And, um, yeah, so we were practically raised together all the time. So we both have some great memories of, you know, Granny. And um, I was 11, I think I was 11 when Granny passed away, mm-hmm. uh, 86. No, 96. I was that was 90, 99. 99. July 29th, 1999. I was 
Oh, so, yeah, you was, was 11. That's like 11? 13. 13. You're like 13. 13. Yeah, I was 12. I was 12 going on 13. There oh. we go. I was 12 going on 13. Yeah, so that's how old I was. Um, Michelle had already, Michelle was, uh, had Chauncey. Chauncey was a baby. Yeah. Chauncey was a whole baby um, when you came, uh, you know, when Grady passed away. So let's just talk about some of your, like, some of your personal favorite memories of Grady. Um, let me see. Like a lot of my my favorite memories kind of it 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 brings me to today, like just the woman I am and just even being in a situation, like being a single parent, you know, with my children. And like mama, she was like, this lady was like a hustler, and I didn't know it back then. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't really know it, but like she I know that she came from a small town in Mississippi. Um, she came from Macomb, Mississippi. That's where Brandy and Ray J and them from. They be Period. acting like they act like they from <laughs> Louisiana, what it is, LA, but they from Macomb, Mississippi, down the street from my grandma, grandma, and her grandma house. But anyway, um, you know, she left the South in the early what 50s late 40s mm-hmm. um she went up to chicago and she like started her life and it's like it seemed like i did her reverse mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like i brought it back down south um she had pictures she used to be a bartender she used to be a bartender at our auntie's little tavern and i was a bartender and like it's like I be having deja vu from just looking at some of her old pictures or just being around her. And it's certain things that I am physically in this world that I do that's a direct, you know, um, representation of what she did. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was bartending, you know, my mom used to have pretty long nails and her nails mm-hmm. was real. And we ain't talk about no acrylic, no overlay. She probably started putting silk on top of her nails, but like real nails, they were long and always pretty. She used to have fish boxes, tackle bait boxes full of fingernail polish. Mm-hmm. And um, there would be times where I would be at the bar working in my own presence and my own age many years past you know her transition and I could see my hand sitting on the bar and it's just like how she was sitting at the bar in her picture mm. um one thing that I hate that I didn't do was I never had any I never restaged that that pose oh yeah you know what I'm saying and I probably can do it now but it would have been different actually bartending when I did it. Right. Um, she used to just, she just always found a way. Like I never really, I never really knew until I got older and can remember things that we didn't have what we thought we had. Cause we had everything. Yeah. Like we had everything and it was just the way that she would make things happen. Mm-hmm. People used to call her and, and tell her they dream and she'll tell you what the numbers represent or what the Baby. what numbers generate them dreams. That numbers book she had. She had a book bag full of numbers book. Mm-hmm. This um 
this lady used to just sit there, like mama used to sit there and, and go into the Ziggy comic. She would cut the Ziggy comic out of the newspaper. She would take a magnifying glass and from the time she got off work until probably 30 minutes and enough time for me and Kadero mama to get up there and play them numbers, she would study Ziggy and she would find all the numbers in him. Like sometimes his eyebrow would be a nine, his nose would be a three. Mm-hmm. She used to have me and your mama with the Ziggy in the light. Like, mama, I don't know if that's a seven or a six. Like, how do you not know like a seven or a six? Like <laughs> those numbers <laughs> ain't even the same shape. Right. <laughs> how you could feel like, but she used to sit there and she'll she'll do she'll do the numbers out in this little tic-tac-toe kind of method. And she would write the number every kind of way that it could be, that it could fall. She would Dang, like she would just sit there and 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 she would probably hit three or four times a week. She would hit them numbers about three or four times a week. She used to sell cigarettes. I used to sit under that. Remember that big old dining room table we had? Mm-hmm. And I used to sit under there and I used to just smell the cigarettes through the box. Like I knew I was toxic from a child. Like I used to sit under that table and smell them cigarette boxes. And I knew cigarettes. Like I still can name all the cigarettes that we had underneath that table. She was just like, she just used to just like, whatever she came from, she definitely didn't let that be her, 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 her situation. Mm. And, you know, it's so interesting you say that because I, I'm going to be honest, growing up, I thought we were rich. Mm-hmm. I always thought we were like, like, I, I mean, I know the difference between rich, but I thought we were like a really good middle class, like really good because I never wanted for anything. Always had, always, I had everything, you know, never not had anything and so it's so interesting that you say that because I I always thought that we were like very well off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's interesting that you say that. Yeah, Kadero had a whole tailor. He had a Jewish tailor up there at Klein's <laughs> and he used to get his Easter suits made. Kadero was always heavy. So like, you know, getting clothes, his, his shit had to tailor. Like he had tailor mm-hmm. as a child. Sure did. And I ain't talking about no him. I'm talking about the old man come out the back, push the curtains back, and he come out with the pins around his wrist and his measuring Mm -hmm. tape and his white chalk. And Cadell used to be fitted for suits to be tailor-made for him. Yeah, we had had some, we had a nice little hood life. Mm Mm-hmm. We had good food. We ate real good. Even our dog ate good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Sure do you. You can smell the dog's food cooking when you come in through the front door. Like, oh, mama, what's for dinner? She was like, that's Sandy food. Sandy's food. <laughs> Why Sandy got bell peppers and onions? Is this chicken? Wait a minute. <laughs> Baby, Sandy ate good. What we going to eat? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and she loved her some Chicago Bulls. That yep. Baby, she loved her some Chicago Bulls. I remember I always had like she always bought had me in in, in Bulls sweatsuits from head to toe. Matt, like I got I, I just I, I was bulled out 
She loved her some Michael Jordan. That woman loved Michael Jordan. And then you know what? Like she, <clears throat> she didn't even really know basketball. And then one day she knew everything about basketball. Because mm-hmm. I was like, you watching basketball? And then a couple games later, she was hollering and screaming. And then a couple years later, we had the whole house was a bull's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had the Christmas lights up in the summertime. We're doing basketball season. That house was lit up. Wow. Michael Jordan posters all over the porch. Mm-hmm. She had every championship shirt. She sure did. She had every championship shirt. I think we buried her with a Bulls, a Ruby Bulls pin. We did. Oh, Anna Nell. Mm-hmm. That garden, that garden, Cadero, that, yep. that, that garden with all them damn tomatoes. I thought I was going to turn into a tomato. <laughs> I used to be so embarrassed taking tomatoes to people's door. <laughs> she used to be like, just put the bag on the doorknob, and I would have to be the one to run out the car and go put the tomatoes on the doorknob. I would never understand how she was able to have a full garden and a big ass dog too, because most dogs be tearing up people's gardens, and she had a full garden. And Sandy did not did not mess with that garden. And you know, for me to go back home, you know, when I was back home a couple of weeks ago, you know, I was in the garden. I actually dug up a collard green, but it didn't make it. Um, when I got it here, like her collard greens are still there. There are. Are you serious? Yes. Like when I pulled up, you know, and Melissa house was still next door. So I, I, I kept going there every day that I was there. Cause I just couldn't believe, like I couldn't really count the blocks. Like I everything just seemed so much smaller, you know, mm-hmm. 30 years later. Mm-hmm. So I was looking and our tree is gone in front of the house, but ain't Melissa tree still there. And you can still see that the tree is painted white. Mm-hmm. Like you can still see the, the, the remains. It's historic. You know what I'm saying? It's really right. historic. Right. And so, you know, the grass had grown over everything and I couldn't find the sidewalks to put myself in the right place. Right. But I followed that sidewalk that went along the side of the house, right outside mm-hmm. your mama window or my window. Mm-hmm. Whichever year you want to live in. Right. And um, I followed it to where the gate would have been. And then the gate would have took us to the backyard. Well, you know, on the right side, which would be the Aunt Melissa side, she had collard greens over there. And they have a fence, like a, a privacy fence put up where, the, where our gate would have ran. And this, you could see the collard greens. Like, you know a collard green leaf when you see a collard green leaf. Mm-hmm. And I told a man, the little, it's a Spanish guy who came out and he just started talking. I was telling him I used to live here and this, this, that back in the 90s and all that. So I was telling him about the dirt, how mama used to do her gardening and how they used to do the soil. So the guy ended up going in his house and he got one of them little things that you dig up dirt with and we sat out I, I found a I found a collard green and we sat there and we dug it and when I tell you this collard green was rooted down it was rooted down in the ground and that's that's mostly why my collard green I think didn't make it because I couldn't get it at the root like we broke it mm-hmm. trying to pull it up because when I tell you it was embedded in the ground like it was deep Wow. It was so deep in the ground. And when he pulled the dirt up, he was just crumbling the dirt. Like it was soil. Like I can't even call it dirt because it was soil. Like once you get past the brown dirt, 
Mm-hmm. It was rich. Like you could see the nutrients. Like it was pretty black, soft dirt. Like the man was just taking it. And he just, you could, it looked like he thought he found gold because he did. He found fertilized land in the middle of the hood. Wow. And I told him, I said, your yard all the way. I, I know for a fact, his yard all the way to that little brick building that would have ended at Juanice house. Mm-hmm. I said, every piece of this land back here is the same kind of dirt that's right here. Like, as a child, I remember them. Mama, they, her and her husband, they waited until the new moon came. Um, they used to haul in cow manure. The block used to stink because it was cow shit, you know, in the dirt because they was feeding the dirt and turning it. And then they started planting the seeds. Oh my goodness. Yes, I'm telling you, when that man, when that man, I almost thought Kadero, like I almost thought he was gonna take a handful of the dirt and put his hand his face in it. I wanted to. I wanted to. Sure did. We was wow. just we, I was I was wow. pressed for time. You know, I, I didn't stay in Chicago long enough. I think I needed a couple more hours because I didn't get no sleep. <clears throat> Yeah, wow. that dirt was just crumbling. And I was just telling him, and I was walking around, and just everything just seemed so small, but it just felt so good because I could feel her presence. Like, I felt like I should have been out there hanging clothes on the line or something. Because mm-hmm. she had a garden. She had a full garden. And this 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 backyard wasn't big. Like, I bet you people listening going to listen and be like a garden in Chicago. But like no, it wasn't big at all. It was big. It was not big, and we also had a garage. We so had a garage took, that took up a lot of space too. So her garden, <clears throat> the garden was not big, um, at all. Like I'm, I'm visually seeing it right now as we talk. We had about to hang it. the clothes up. Don't forget, we had to hang the clothes up too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we had a whole clothesline. I mean, every inch, every inch of that space was used and it, it was. was organized too. We had strawberries, mm-hmm. we had beans growing on a gate, tomatoes yep. galore, onions, cucumbers. Yeah. Like it was a whole little, like, like you see how people have like little Italy, little Chinatown. Like mm-hmm. we could have literally had a little Mississippi. You know, I never, I never really accept, like, I never really appreciate the fact that that was her uncle. We call Aunt Melissa Aunt Melissa because that was her uncle's house. That was her blood. That was her daddy's brother's house. Mm-hmm. And her going to her daddy's house is how her daddy put her on to the man who became her husband. I mean, her uncle put her on to the man that became her husband. Mm-hmm. That's how she met him. So yeah, that whole block could have literally been called Little Mississippi, Little Macomb. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that yeah. my that migration from everybody from Mississippi to Chicago. There's a there's a lot of stories in that. There's a lot of stories in that 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 have not been told. That really needs to be told because mm-hmm. that that migration was huge. Like mostly everyone who has roots in Chicago can trace their family back to Mississippi. Like, everybody, like, you can't... Everybody. Like, I don't... Mm-hmm. Everybody. Like, either everybody. Mississippi or Alabama. Or and something. see, Alabama go to Michigan. Yep, that's true. So, it's... Yep, Alabama. So, it's, it's really just Mississippi. Yeah, it's Mississippi. It's Mississippi. Mississippi, it, everyone came to Chicago. It's so interesting, because I know, I know a lot of people here 
who can trace their roots back to like Jackson or um, you know some other parts of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. That is when great. I find some people from Brookhaven. If I find somebody that's from Brookhaven or Macomb, like I instantly go off. Like I'm trying to describe Mama Louise Street to everybody that I find out today from Macomb, Mississippi. Oh, uh, so I guess I, one of my some of my most memorable moments because I mean I was I was twelve, so you know, and then twenty three years have passed, so some of the things aren't as you know clear as day like they used to be. But I will say that some of my biggest memories with Granny was was were had a lot to do with um the church. It had a lot to do with that because we were me and her were at Saint Bethel all every mm-hmm. all, every day. Uh, vacation Bible school. I don't know why she didn't drag your ass, but she. I was there. I was there. I used to get kicked out of class. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had questions. She, she but we dro- did. I was there too. Like, I'm waiting on you to talk about these Easter speeches. We used to have the longest Easter mm-hmm. speeches out she, of everybody. She would give us the, the long, she would pick out the longest Easter speeches for us to memorize. Everybody, even Bible verses. Everybody used to get mm-hmm. to do the John three sixteen. The God so loved the world. Here we all gotta, we gotta do the whole Deuteronomy. Then <laughs> <laughs> yes. she used to, she used to make me memorize the um, I have a dream speech. I knew the entire, uh-huh. I knew the entire Martin Luther King. I have, I have a dream speech, and every year. When when the church would do that Martin Luther King thing, I would be saying that I have a dream speech, and she would make me practice all the time that damn speech, and that's a long ass speech, mm-hmm. and and I knew it by heart, word for word, no word paper. for word. I think you could say it backwards. Mm-mm, I used you to knew be able to, that word for word. I yep, I used to know the back the the Bible front the back. I used to know all that stuff. You she, knew the catechisms. Mm-hmm. She she had she. She taught me everything, and she didn't do it in a bit. It, it was like fun. Like she used to say, "Hey, Daryl, just read that, read that again, do that again, do that, do that part again." She used to always have me do that. But the favorite thing that Granny used to have us do was this goddamn Harlem Nights shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because then Mama Mama posted it yesterday. Did she post it yesterday? Mm-hmm. Today? She posted it yesterday, and it's so funny. Do you remember um, doing that? Yeah, I was talking with Stacey, uh when she posted it, I was telling my friend, like, man, they used to wake us up. They used to mm-hmm. wake us up at night to do this part. And I yeah. just knew I was gangster. I didn't have no problem playing it. That was uh, if your childhood didn't have Harlem Nights in it, I don't think it was lit. It wasn't lit. <laughs> it was not lit. Like Harlem Nights, like we so young, we shouldn't even been watching Harlem Nights. It shouldn't have been watching it. Shouldn't have been like she 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 gave us permission to say the curse words mm-hmm. and, and to and to do everything. And I don't know what y'all thinking, but no, I wasn't Eddie Murphy. This this nigga, she she played Eddie Murphy, and they have and she had me playing Della Reese. I was Eddie Murphy through the whole movie. I was always gonna be Eddie Murphy. <laughs> had me playing some damn Della Reese. <laughs> and Goodell used to do it too. I am in charge of the girls. I am in charge of the girls. Like we knew Cadero was gonna be a star from the jump. Like he used to come. <laughs> I used to love performing. 
I mean, we used to move. We used to. I'm talking about push the the cocktail table, table out the way. Yep, push that whole table away. Do the whole scene full out in the middle of the living room. Yep, and she'll have us do it for her friends, whoever came over. Do it right in the living room. Push that damn anytime table out of the way. Yep, anytime. And we was up. We was ready. Mm-hmm. Almost like they said, action, boom. We want to sleep. No, nope. <laughs> we've been waiting on this. Mm-mm. We used to love. I used to love doing it. I used to love doing it. And she, it used to make her smile. She just loved having having us do things. She loved us acting and you know singing and doing all singing. types of stuff. She used to love us doing all that stuff. <laughs> we used to record songs. We used to record songs off the radio and sing. Mm-hmm. And she'll just listen. We used to just have tapes. Cadero yep. always could sing. I understand how I ain't getting no talent because I was your wingman for real. You I was, was the hype man. You could oh. sing too. You just didn't keep doing it. We sure used to sing, boy. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. You and you used to because because uh, um, Mariah Carey always be my baby was one of your favorite songs, and you and- used to sing that song down. And what about um, the Fugees? Yep, yep. Um, Strowman, my pain. That was your song too. You used to sing that song down. Kylie Darrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be writing that down the room with the uh, with the cassette tape, the the cassette, the big old black thing, cassette player. The radio. The radio mm-hmm. was that was sitting right there, and we would just sing and record it and all that stuff. Sure would. And get mad when the train used to pick up. <laughs> the damn train. We did all that singing, then the train come by. Yep. <laughs> I love it. And Granny's and uh, her room used to always smell so good. It was crazy. I remember. Um, there are moments, and I, I, I don't know if I told you this, but there are moments where I want to say. It happens probably either once every other month, but I don't care where I am. I get, I get a whiff of her room. I get a whiff of her scent. And this happens, this still happens. It hasn't happened for a couple of months, but every, every other month, there's a moment where like, if the wind is blowing, it feels like something just went by me and I smell her mm-hmm. and I, and I just stop and I smile and I talk to her for a second, and then I go on about my day. But I still always still kiss her. I still smell her too. I still got like I actually got away with three of her perfume bottles. I, I still got them. I got three of her perfume bottles. I got the Estee Lauder, which you probably smell. And a lot of people gonna say, a lot of people gonna probably say, "Ill right now today in 2022." But back mm-hmm. in the eighties. White linen was this. You was something if you had white linen on. You was something if you wore red door. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Arden red door, and it was one other one. But I guarantee you, that's what you smell, cause that's what I smell. Mm. What would I give to get to all her scarves? Mm-hmm. Like who would have known that scarves head head coverings is the part of my daily attire that she true. used to just wrap them around her neck yep with brooches i'm talking about a whole lady a whole lady she used to have her scarves wrapped around her neck with her little brooches she said had different kind of brooches that one bull's brooch and that was for casual time 
Yep. <laughs> a ruby bull brooch was cap. She was something. Yep. She had all those scars. I mean, drawers of scars. I kept one scarf. I have one scarf and I had to stop wearing it because, of course, it's over 20 years old and it's starting to tear. So I had to stop wearing it because I was going to lose it. Right. But every child, every time I give birth, I, I have that scarf on. Mm. Yep. Like I don't I don't take that scarf. I still got her earrings, like the earrings that I took out her ear when she was in the hospital bed. These are the same earrings I wear. The only time that I have not had these earrings in my ear was when I was in uniform. But if I'm not in uniform, these earrings are in my ear. Mm. And these are the only ones I wear. Like, of course, I got cute little earrings that, you know what I'm saying? I, I can wear something that'll match my outfit. But if I'm going somewhere and it's special, I'm just going to keep her in my ear. Right. I don't too much take them off. Sometimes I lose them in my sleep. I snatch them off in my sleep. Or sometimes when I leave, because I speak to her before I leave to work and leave out the house every morning. And sometimes she won't them. And I put them on her little section in my house and let her keep them for a little while. And then I put them back on my ear. What do you think yeah. um, if if um, if she was here today, what do you what, um, what do you think she would be she would say to you? I got some badass kids. <laughs> <laughs> Where I get these children from? <laughs> I think, um, I don't know what she would say. Um, I know that she would be proud of me. Mm -hmm. I think I'm sure she would be proud of me. Um, I don't know what you think she'll say to you. Um, I think she would I think she would be very proud of me. I think um she would definitely be proud of how I've done all the performing things and all the performance and stuff. I definitely think she'll be proud of me. Um she'll definitely say now get your, she'll definitely say now your your big ass needs to go ahead and lose some weight. Um she'll definitely say that. But <laughs> besides <laughs> all that, she would I think she'll be proud of us. I think she'll be proud of us mm-hmm. because you know, we we were we were dealt a we were dealt a rough a rough hand. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, we overcame a lot, you know, without her being here. But I, because I do know that there's so much that would be different if she were still um around um, alive physically. Life totally changed. Oh yeah, we were definitely like totally changed. And then you know what? And then you know what? You wanna know what's crazy because when she passed was right around the soul food time. Mm-hmm. And boys to men and mama, like all that was jumping back then. Sure was. I think that movie came out that year. Mm-hmm. And so it was I- true. Like when you lose the matriarch, like mm-hmm. it's it, like things. It shifts. <laughs> it shifts the generation. It shifts everything because you don't have that person no more that kind of is like the Neutral. staple. The yeah, base. The, the base. Like, she's the foundation. Like, you don't have that foundation no more. And I think it, I, I mean, I truly believe that I would love to just, I don't know if I would want to do this, but I, I, I kind of would love to know how life would be if she were still here. I think 
you know, there are certain things that um, I would probably, um, there are a lot of life moments that would not have happened if she was still here um, good and bad. I think that, yeah, there, yeah, life would definitely be, it would be a whole And you know, and then it's some people, it's some people who would probably be like, she is, she would probably be gone now, but you got to understand the women in our family made it to their hundreds. Yeah. With all they sense. Yes. Because her mama, Mama Louise, just passed. And I'm going to say just, considering she just passed in 2007. Right. She was, she was, she she had been blind for what, 25 years? Yes. On her, you know, I guess from cataracts or whatever, cataract or whatever you get when you lose your sight. She never, she, she could see. She wasn't always blind. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying her, her last two decades she was blind yep walking around moving around can tell you what this where this at like don't come mm-hmm. in the house and move nothing yep i still remember her house yep so her she would have definitely we if it wasn't for like you know what happened you know if it was gonna be a natural cause she'd mm-hmm. still been here absolutely she definitely would still be here moving around, making things, you know what I'm saying, laughing and talking. This lady used to travel, used to be in a Mississippi traveling club. Did you ever mm-hmm. go on trips? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. We used to I meet used up to... at that old Toys R Us in Chicago and get on the bus and just go. Yep. I used to I used to go with her. I know I would I used to go to Mississippi with her. Um yeah, I just uh... You know, I just hate that, you know, I, you know, just, you know, in t- talking with you, it just, even though I'm, I'm happy and having this conversation with you, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little sad. This um, yeah. And I, I feel a little sad because, you know, I just hate that, you know, she was, she was so private about her health. She was just so private about so many things that she just did not want anybody to know anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, I didn't get a chance. Like she left so fast. Yeah. It was so fast. You know, it wasn't a slow decline. You know how people, you know, today, you know, they're with their loved ones. You know, the time is coming. You get, you're spending your time with them. You know, they're going on hospice. You know, that whole, it's a whole transition. You know, we didn't get that. This you know, just we, happened out the blue. It just happened out the blue. She went, she went to the hospital and she never came back home. And yeah. it was, it was, it was rough. Cause I remember it was. I, I remember I, I just graduated my eighth grade graduation and granny was sick and she couldn't come. She didn't come to my eighth grade graduation and um, I, not my eighth grade graduation, my sixth grade. It wasn't eighth. Eighth was, yeah, I was 12. So it was, I was, it was an eighth grade. Cause that's, yeah, it was my sixth grade graduation. My sixth grade graduation at Lincoln, granny was too sick and she couldn't come. And you know, she always came to everything I did. Spelling bee, black history programs at school, everything. She was always at everything I ever did. And, you know, she couldn't come. And that was the one thing I missed about her the most was when I got to high school and started doing theater and stuff, I had like no one came to my events. Like no one came. And mm-hmm. I know she would have been there. Like she would have been at every show. She would have been at every performance that I did, you know, in high school. But, you know, I knew something was wrong when she did not come to my my graduation because she never misses anything that I do. 
but I I don't know. I just I just hate that I didn't get a chance to really I feel like I was robbed. I do too. You know, I ain't gonna lie because I had just left. Like I had just left, started my career. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. she was supposed to come to Florida. She's supposed to come to Jacksonville. Like we was finna do it. Like I remember I had her on the phone. We was setting my bank up and we had she picked what debit card I was gonna get. Like mm-hmm. she was an authorized user. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we finna go. Like, we finna do it. And then, hey, mom, you gonna get up and go go to the doctor? She's like, yeah, I'm gonna get a little bit of rest. I'm like, okay. She don't want to answer the phone. She ain't feeling good. She laying down. She be all right. She gonna get up. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't never think, like, you know, you just think, you know, you know, when you don't appreciate the time that you have left, Yes. You think everybody going to bounce back? Like, you just literally never know when it's the last time. Yes. That shock, that 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 crushed the world. Like, yeah. our world, whatever we knew as our world. Mm-hmm. And everybody who she, everybody who she associated with, they loved her. Mm-hmm. They loved her. The children's mm-hmm. church loved her. She used to be up all night while you learning your speech and I'm getting my hair done. And when we got to be in there and then when that's over, now we got to make lunch for the children's church. Yep. Remember that? Making peanut butter jelly Big sandwiches. Yep. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for the children's church. Yep. Putting them in bags and cutting them. That was mm-hmm. all night. Like a whole sweat factory. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what yes. y'all doing like making peanut butter jelly sandwiches for the But you know what? Church. But you know, it wasn't I didn't complain. I never felt like oh, why am I doing this? It was like I, I was because we was in it. the kitchen. We was mm-hmm. at the table. Like you it was like we yeah, we was at the table and whatever was at the table, whoever came in the house came straight to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. We ain't even had no big kitchen. Like you know how that people today yeah, people today got countertops and marble. Everybody in the kitchen pumped the house and this, this, that. Man, it would be people packed in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Only had small. three chairs. <laughs> yep, <laughs> three chairs. chairs. People, someone's always standing up in the doorway. Always standing by the door or by the door. Yep. And then we had the little pantry. We had the whole the whole pantry with the deep freezer in it. So you know that took up a lot of space. So kitchen was not big at all. We just was in there. We be in there mm-hmm. all night. Sometimes if I have dreams, if I if I'm sleeping my dream, and you know there's a part of your dream where, you know, people could call it whatever they want to call it, but you actually know that you're dreaming and you go head on and let it ride out. Yeah. Um, I'm laying in her bed. I'm laying in her bed and I'm listening to her and your mama talk in the kitchen a lot of times. Mm. A lot of times. And sometimes they could be talking about some some of the stuff that I didn't got myself into. You know what I'm saying? The message could be definitely for me. Right. But her and your them. mama is in the kitchen talking about me. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the bed. Mm. And I'm asleep in my bed. I know I'm I know that I'm in Mobile, Alabama, and it's 2021. Right. However, in my dream, I'm in her bed, and it's 1987, and they talking about little stuff that I didn't got myself attached to in 2021. Right. Mm. Like she, she, I hear her laugh. Mm-hmm. She had a laugh like a <laughs> <laughs> like mama. Is it that funny? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. Yeah. That lady. All those hats. You remember them hats? Talk about hats. Mm-hmm. She was a hat queen. Didn't she have a hat room? She was a hat queen. She sure did. She had that little that little in between the bathroom and her room. Mm-hmm. That, that little car, that little uh, closet right there, and we used to play. I used to play hide and seek and be hiding up in there. Uh, it was so that house was just so strange. Was just, <laughs> the a- house was strange, but let me tell you something. The house was strange, but like, <sighs> let's just say we, we, we if we would have had, you know, what I'm saying because because if things would have changed, you know, things would have changed, and that house would have still been there. Like if we could have had access to the house with the mm-hmm. generation at rear end, mm-hmm. like that was a really nice house. Like that house was like five bedrooms. Yeah, we definitely could have fixed it up nice. It was it was a du- it was like a duplex. It was yeah. two houses. It was a whole it was a whole house. I want to say six bedrooms now that we talking cuz it was four bedrooms upstairs and two downstairs, a full yeah, kitchen. Six. It was two full kitchens. Two full kitchens, two full bathrooms. It was still mm-hmm. hood and small, but it was huge. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even a big it was probably one of the smallest houses on the block. Yeah. Yeah, one, two, two, one, two, three, four, yeah, four, four, yeah, four bedrooms. Yep. And and when I got when I went back a couple of weeks ago, like everything did seem extra small. It just was so much bigger for us. Like it just was everything we needed. Like yeah, we weren't lacking for nothing. Then she had the whole closet in the living room, mm, full of shoes, full of shoes, and her suits. The china cabinet. Because she didn't really have a closet in her bedroom. So she had she had like her chest, she had that that big old a pretty chest of drawer. It was chest a, of drawer. it had to been like a lingerie drawer because you op- it opened up. Yep. And then the little drawers opened up. I would love to mm-hmm. have that, those iron beds. Mm-hmm. She had you remember that. that. Um you remember, listen, I'm gonna take you all the way back. You gotta think now. You remember on above her bed, she had this painting. It was a black woman and a black man, but it wasn't drawn. It had yarn. It was stitched yes. out with yarn. Yes. Dara, I want that pitch so damn bad. Yes, I remember. It was I remember. tightly stitched with yarn, almost like you could pluck it like a harp. I remember. Well, we could be talking forever. Forever. <laughs> you said 30 minutes. It's 46. I forgot we was doing a whole podcast. But that's okay. We uh, we we had a great conversation. Um, I, I I'm glad we were able to have this talk because I'm just I don't know, I feel I feel good right now. I'm glad we were able to have this conversation. Is there anything else you want to say before we go? Nope. Um, I love you. How do you still how I'll say this in closing. How do you still to today hold on to some of the traditions that she taught you? Um, let's see, what do I do with her? Um, you know, she in here with me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she got her whole little uh she has her whole little area. Um, we share our Pepsis. Um I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a pork consumer. However, from time to time I will share a crackling with her. 
Like I honestly, when, when I, that's, that's that when I, when I went on my journey and I calmed myself, making myself better and I cut pork out my diet. And I felt like one of the things that I did share with her in her absence was cracklings. Mm, And it kind of took me, it made, it kind of distanced me for a long time. It did. Like it kind of distanced me. And sometimes I would come bring her chicken cracklings and I know she looking, she looking at that shit like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I felt that. Like I felt it. Like I, and I just walk away. Like, yeah, she want cracklings. I ain't, I don't buy no pork. And then I started buying them for her and giving them to her and they'll sit up there. And then I just one day just had some with her. And I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel like I'd be like right in her lap. Or right still in the car with her leaving from Enzo. You know what I'm saying? Just I just mm-hmm. feel so when I when I have that and I, I don't know. I, I miss I miss this lady. Like I I miss this lady. Mm-hmm. I do. And everybody got that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got somebody that is that for them. Yes. But she just was like, she was just all the grandmama's babies. Like all the grandmama's babies, because it's motherless children, yeah. it's fatherless children, and then it's children who ain't got nobody. We stayed next to a foster home full of kids. Right. We wasn't that far from those type of people, but we had her. Yes. Just the just the just the just the hair away. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we was robbed to a certain extent. You know, we got older. What if she would have gone and there wasn't nobody to take care of us? And this ain't slandering nobody. Right. This isn't slander. This ain't trying to go pick on nobody who didn't do their part. This is what she did. Like, what if she what, what if she was gone earlier? Yeah. Oh, I I I I never even thought about it like that, like that. Cause we wasn't no different. We wasn't no different from those other kids there all. We just had her. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Well, Mimi, thank you so much. This was the greatest your first podcast. <laughs> thank you. We had some technical <laughs> difficulties, but we got through it. But thank you. I really appreciate you for doing this and for us being able to you know, uh, remember, remember her, and now this Hello, is something. Hello, Annie Nail. Yes, and now this is something I'm ha- we'll we'll have forever. Um, so that's why I really want to do it. But thank you. All right, well, my pleasure. Thank yes. you. Yes, and thank you, y'all, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you you got to um, get a taste of this amazing woman through our our words and how we expressed her because she was a, a remarkable woman. And will forever be that for us. But thank you. And until next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, Mimi. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, it's Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics, any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed, or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode, I have an email address for you to do all of those things. The email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. So I'll spell that for you. Darrow, D-A-R-O, 
D-A-R-E-S-U. Darrow Dares You at gmail.com. Send me an email. 